0: This is what we in the book of The Mishnah said, No, the case of the Yahudah. Abraham If the Ganav gave the offering to Yariv, the earlier Mishnah, and the money to Yahudah, which is the following Mishnah, Rabbi Yahudah says the money must be given to Yahudah and the Oshim stays with them as well. And the Sham says the Oshim must be given over to Yahudah and the money stays with them as well. What exactly is the case, Rikramar? If the Ashram was given to them at the time of their mishmer, and the money was given to them at the time of their mishma, why would the to say that doya has to give up the money they received? They acted properly in accepting the money, accepting the ashram before the money is improper, but they did not do that. So why would they be penalized? So Rava said the case is that both the ashram was given to your and the money was given to your during the mishmer of Yayorv. to hold that since Yadoya got the money when it was not their mishmer, we take the money from them and give it to your so that is now given together with the ashram. But Yarv acted improperly by accepting the before the money, therefore we take the ashram from them and give it to Yadoya. Abrahis says, Rabbi says, according to Rabbi Yehuda, if Yayarv went and offered the ashram during their Mishmar the Ganav would have to go and bring another ashram and give it to Yayadeh to, to offer for him. Uh, they would have to offer it for him. And Yayarev are kind of their portion of the ashram that they brought. In fact, a Pasla ashram. He can't, can't eat its meat, so how do they take a portion? Rabbi said it refers to the portion of the hides. Abrahis says, Rabbi said, according to Rabbi Yehuda, if the ashram is still in existence, the ashram is taken and given to where the money was given, meaning to Yadaya. In fact, Rabbi Yehuda is the one who said that money is moved to where the is. So, Marv says, the the case is that the mishmar Yaharev completed their Mishmar without offering the Ashram. By not offering it, they have been Michel their claim to the money and now must give the ashram to Yodaya as well. Abraissa says, Rabbi says according to Rabbi Yehuda, if the Ashram is still in existence, the money must be given to where the Ashram is, meaning to Yayariv. Fairmarpshita, since that's exactly what Rabbi Yehuda said, said, the case is that both of these Mishmas completed their week and neither of them uh asked the other for the missing part. We would think that they now each keep what they have gotten, Rabbi Yehuda teaches that since they didn't claim it from each other, it reverse back to the original halacha in which case the money is given to your Yariv as well the Mishnah says ashame Rav said we learned this from the, the pasuk that says that the principal must be returned and then says milvad which suggests that the ashram is brought after the money is returned they asked Rav a says that the Karim Musaf is brought milvad which according to you should mean that the morning oiler is brought after the musaf. yet we, we know that nothing at all may be offered before the morning oiler before the Tamit and for the Mar, Rav said I'm not learning from the word milvad, I'm learning from the words Asher which is written in the future tense and teaches that when he gives back the money the should not have been brought yet. Mission continued, Norson lo'i es A bryce explained that there is an additional fifth page for the sin of Me'ila, an additional fifth page by the Ganav. We learn uh, we learn one from the other as follows, Joseph says the Pasuk regarding the Ganav refers to the principle with the word Asham, The word has the same meaning in the Pasuk regarding Me'ila. Also, Joseph, as we're taught that the payment of the fifth is not essential for his kapara for Me'ila. The same would be for the kapara of the Ganav. Hadnolach perikah go'ezol him. If a person stole and gave it to his children to eat or left it for them intact as an inheritance, they are putter from having to pay the owner for the item. However, if it was real property, they are chayif to pay. If someone stole an item and the owner was not yet meyayish and a third person came and ate the item, the owner may collect from the ganef or from the third person. The reason is, before yish the item is considered to be in the possession of the owner. So when the third party ate it, he took it from the owner's possession. Jack our said that if the Ganav gave the property to his children to eat, they're part of him having to pay it. Merav Christo would say the mission is disgusting where they ate it after Yish the Mishnah said we see from here that the Rishus of a Yorish is like the Rishus of a purchaser, and just as a purchaser would not have to return the stolen item, so too a Yorish would not have to either, Rav said the Rishus of a, a Yorish is not like the Rishus of a purchaser, a purchaser is kind of the item, but a Yorish is not and would therefore have to return the item if it was still intact, the reason that they do not have to return it in the Mishnah is because it's referring to where they ate the stolen item, Fact from the fact that at the end of the Mishnah says if it was real property they have a chayef to pay this suggests the mission is discussing where the item is still intact? rubber would answer the Mishnah means that if the father left over real property in his estate it's not referring to the stolen property, just some real property, that real property is used to pay for the stolen item because there's a lien on the property. We have learned that Rebbe taught his son Rebbe Shimon, that when the Mishnah says real property, it's referring to anything that's intact and recognizable as being the stolen item and it must be returned for the honor of their father so that people not see it and realize it was stolen by their father. Clearly then the Mishnah is referring to stolen property that's still in existence. Everything where Rava said I I explain our Mishnah according to Rabbi Ishaya, who taught the following Bryce that says, If a person steals and feeds it to his children, they're potter from having to pay it for it. If he left it for them as an inheritance, then, if the item is still in existence, they must return it. If not, they're potter from having to pay for it. However, if the father also left over real property in his estate, they have to pay for the stolen item from the real property. In fact, the, the b'risa just said that if the item is no longer in existence, they're potter. This seems to refute future of So we will say the b'risa is discussing it where they ate it after Yish. In fact, the, the b'risa just said that if the item still exists, they're chayif to return it. This seems to refute Rami Bar Chama. Rami Bar Chama will say the b'risa is discussing before Yishe. Zechimar so, of Adar said that Rami Bar Chama's statement was made on a Brice as opposed to our mission. The Bryson says, if a father left over money of ribbons as an inheritance, even if the Yoshim know it's ribbons, they don't have to return it. Rabbi Ba'cham said, we see from here that the change in possession to a yorish is treated like the change in possession to a purchaser. Rabbi said, it may be that the change in possession to a yorish is treated differently than to a purchaser. The reason why they do not have to return the ribbons is because the Torah only obligates the lender to return the ribbons, but does not obligate the Yoshim to do so. Mar says that the version that said that Rabbi Ba'cham's statement was made on the Bryson would, would say that it surely applies to the Mishnah as well. The version that said that the statement was made in reference to our Mishnah may hold that he would not make a statement with regard to the Brisa based on the reason, reason given by Rava.